A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. I find it very interesting at all. Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Welcome back on a Thursday morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Wisconsin soybeans are looking pretty good overall, according to the latest Crop Progress and Condition Report. Condition is rated 77% good to excellent statewide, and 93% of beans have emerged, two days ahead of the five-year average. But let's hear it from the experts. We've got John Gaska along with us. He's a research agronomist working under Sean Conley at UW Extension. He does a lot of collaborative work with Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Grants, which fund soybean research. John, why don't you get into what you're seeing in the field so far this growing season, and also feel free to give us an update on how planting went. In general, um, we've had a really good start to the soybean growing year. Most farmers planted pretty much on time, maybe a little bit late. And once again, since central Wisconsin, they were maybe a week or two later than than normal. But in southern Wisconsin, uh, most of the soybeans are planted fairly much on time. We've had fairly good growing conditions. The precipitation in southern Wisconsin uh, was a little bit low. Now we're kind of caught up in about average growing degree days in southern Wisconsin. uh, We're running about average as well. When you get into central Wisconsin, they've had lower than normal growing degree units, so the the crops have been a little bit slower there, and also they've had average to above rainfall as well. In general, the the crops that were planted in in early May and uh, mid-May are are looking fairly good. We'll be seeing the R1 growth stage pretty soon, which is the first flowering. Um, We've seen some plants already with that. That's kind of important for um, some of the herbicide um, applications, which have to end around the the R1 stage, depending on which herbicide program we're using. Our cutoff for planting uh, soybeans in Wisconsin, southern Wisconsin, is June 20th. And and I don't think there were very, very many farmers that were up against that, that deadline. So the crop looks really good. And here in Wisconsin, John, we're not immune to severe weather during the summer. Have you seen any damage as a result of the heat waves, hail, or windstorms we've seen this growing season? Not, not to my knowledge. If there was, it was, it was very, very localized. I have not heard of any hail damage, and that would be something to consider at this point. Soybeans, although, uh, can tolerate quite a bit of damage early on in the season and, and grow very well. There were some cases of some uh, soil that was crusted after planting, and that slowed down the or, or stop some of the emergence of the, of, the, of the soybeans, but that was localized as well. Um, farmers, a few farmers that I talked to had to replant their crop because of, of soil crusting caused by heavy rains and such at, right after planting. So what have you got your eyes on moving forward? You mentioned we're in or approaching the first flowering stage of soybeans, otherwise known as the R1 stage. So what has your attention now when it comes to pest and disease management? Growers need to um, be aware of uh, label restrictions for the final um, herbicide applications that they'll be doing. Um, right now is probably the uh, around the, the end of the herbicide application season in general, especially with some of the uh, extend and enlist their Liberty Link type soybeans. Check your label, but basically around the R1 growth stage, the flowering stage is the end of the season for that. Anything past that is is off-label, 
and also the wheel tracks that you would cause going through the field at that point too can cause some yield loss as well. The next things that we'll be watching for, we'll be watching the weather and see how that might affect the incidence of white mold in soybeans. Um, white mold infects the soybeans when they're in the flowering stage, and so that'll be into, into July and early August. Generally, soybeans flower for about three to five weeks, and that's, again, starting now and, and going three to five weeks. We have an app called Sporecaster that was developed by the uh, plant pathology department through the through a grant through the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board, and that can help predict whether you might or not not have um, white mold in the field. So we'll be watching that. Some of the other diseases that come in later in the season, such as sudden death syndrome, we'll catch up with that you know in a month or two. That's that's nothing of concern at at this point. And now the Wisconsin Department of Ag is, does surveys on soybean aphids and. They have found some soybean aphids in Wisconsin, especially in Grant, Iowa, Lafayette, Richland, Rock, and Sauk County, but in very low levels. And so um, that's something that growers should also be watching for as well. And if you want to be the first to know if a pest has infiltrated your region of Wisconsin, John, there's a list of resources for folks to take advantage of. Yeah, but I would I would uh, promote the, the coolbean.info, uh, um, our our website, as well as the Badger Bean. The Badger Bean um, website encompasses the uh, plant pathology, the corn soy expo, and, and the um, our uh, websites as well together. And also, um, you can get weekly pest uh, updates from the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture. They call it field notes. And that comes out every Friday afternoon, and that kind of a review of their uh, surveys uh, for the week. John Gaska along with us, a research agronomist with UW Extension. And since you mentioned Corn Soy Expo just a minute ago, John, I can't let you go without talking about your role with that event. John is the trade show manager for the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo held every year in February. And while that's still just over six months away... Planning is happening now. So, John, what's on your to-do list, and when can we start seeing news coming out about the event? Yeah, uh, the Corn Sun Expo is going to be um, in February, actually February 2nd and 3rd of, of 2023, and it's at that same location that's always been at the Kalahari uh, Resort and Convention Center in the Wisconsin Dells. Our uh, committee has been meeting uh, very regularly to do the planning for that. We will be launching the uh, exhibitor registration and also the regular attendee registration in several weeks. So we should we should see that in uh, by by mid July, and that'll be um, online at cornsoyexpo.com. But the committee is looking at and booking speakers at the moment. We don't have it any that I know of that we can um, announce at the moment, but the part that I'm involved is the trade show, and we will have a full trade show in in 2023. Um, It was cut by COVID a little bit this year in 2022, but we hope to have it uh, bigger and better in, in 2023. Certainly looking forward to more news about that. John Gaska along with us, a research agronomist working under Sean Conley at UW Extension. Busy in the field this summer, working on a number of projects. The soybean crew does a lot of collaborative work with Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Grants, which help fund soybean research. Stay tuned for markets coming up next.